Hello, listeners. Happy New Year, and welcome back to the Strive to Drive podcast. I'm Kim, and today I'll be interviewing my friend, Renna. As a teenager, Renna took driving lessons, but she unfortunately failed her road test. She didn't think much about driving again until she was in her 30s, when a friend suggested they take lessons together. On top of her lessons, Renna was able to practice driving with many other friends, and she finally got her license in 2018. She really enjoys driving now and uses every opportunity she can to get behind the wheel. Now let's hear what Renna has to say. So you you have your driver's license right now, correct? Yes, I have my full driver's license. Awesome. Um, and when did you get your license? I did the driving test two years ago in April. Uh, so I got the uh, probationary license and then I received my full license in the mail this April. And it was pretty exciting because we were uh, in quarantine. So I had to celebrate alone, but it was still a proud moment when I opened the envelope and saw the full license there. Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) At uh, 37, I can finally, yeah, say that I have a full driver's license. So it is possible. Good for you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. For sure. And like, when did you start on your like driving journey? Oh my gosh. The very first time? Should I go back to? Yeah, go way back. Go way back. Okay, we're doing this thing. So I started at the the typical time. So when I turned 16, I signed up for a driving course. And I did this quick little five-day over-the-march break driving course intensive at this, you know, driving school that was like over a store in a strip mall. Like it was super shady. (laughs) But all my (laughs) friends, all my friends and I had gone there and it was, you know, an affordable price. So we all went there and we did the theory and then I did driving lessons. And I remember that I was, I was a good driver, but I was, I was a really nervous driver. I was definitely, uh, you know, not confident, kind of skittish on the road. I had this driving instructor. I'll never forget him. His name was Sonny. He was an old man. Uh, but very, very kind and very understanding. And I'll never forget, you know, I would I would kind of drive slowly during my driving lessons, like way below the speed limit. And cars would be passing me and like going around me and cutting me off. And I'd say, Sonny, they're all they're all passing me. And he'd just just kind of like pat me on the shoulder and say, Okay, Rena, okay. You're gonna meet them again at the next red light. And sure Aww. enough, yeah, and sure enough, of course, they, we were all there waiting, waiting for the light to turn green. So that helped to comfort me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so you like you took this, you said it's, it was a one week intensive course. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, I mean, just below the threshold, probably of what was allowed, probably <laughs> at that time. But yeah, somehow they crammed all the theory into into one week of the March break. Um, and then I just did was doing my driving lessons and 
unfortunately, I didn't have a lot of opportunities to practice. So my confidence didn't really improve. Did you attempt the road test? I did. I did. So I went for the road test and uh, I failed. I failed the road test. And at the time, I was pretty devastated and pretty just angry. I mean, I was a teenager, so I was already angry about a variety of things. And so add, you know, on top of that, the fact that I had failed. And I, I think I think my friends had passed and I was mad because I hadn't had enough practice. So it was a blow to my 16-year-old ego at the time. Going into the test, did you feel ready? So actually, my my older brother had taken me out the night before uh, and we practiced parallel parking and we practiced it again and again and again. And I was like a pro at parallel parking. And for some reason, the parallel parking was (laughs) the only thing that I did absolutely perfectly on the driving test and that I felt like a confident, you know, but Mm -hmm. uh, but I made another mistake, like a a big mistake. I don't even remember what it was, but it was something where you fail immediately. And it, it, it was very abrupt. I remember that I felt very embarrassed when it happened because the examiner was sort of like, okay, we're over. It's done. I'm going back to the driving center now. So mm-hmm. there was a bit of trauma there, I think. Mm. Okay, so then what happened, like, after you failed? Did you want to try again soon after that? I, I didn't feel confident, and I didn't feel like I wanted to attempt the driving test again. I really felt like, you know, just screw this. I'm not interested. I don't, I don't want to do this. It, it felt too difficult. It felt too daunting somehow. So mm-hmm. I really, I really just gave up for a very long time. Do you find that you could get by without a car like pretty easily? Definitely. Yeah. When I was living in Toronto, there's excellent public transportation there. You can pretty much get wherever you need to go. And even anywhere I've lived, you know, I, I lived in a small town in South Korea and there was still buses and trains and high-speed trains to get me everywhere so I didn't feel like I missed a car at all but when I would be traveling to different countries or traveling to to Greece to visit my family there's places where you definitely do need a car and it would be frustrating that I didn't have that independence you know that freedom to just go on my own. Did you think you would ever you know attempt to get your license again yeah, I guess the the longer you don't have it and you just live without it, the less necessary it seems to become in your mind. It's it mm-hmm. I don't know, it's strange. It's like a not something that I gave any thought to because I was just able to live my life without a car. So, no, I I was not thinking about it at all. Okay. And so what made you try again like because I know we started taking lessons when I met you in Montreal yes so it was actually um, a friend of mine uh, who's a year older than me and he also didn't have his license my friend Arash and one day I remember it was around 
was after Christmas and before New Year's. He called me up and I don't know what had gotten into him, but he had started looking up driving schools and he found some that had a Boxing Day special. And he said, Rena, you know, I found this school and it's got this deal on, you know, you can buy the driving course for cheaper and let's do it. Let's do it together. And at first I flat out said, no, I said, this is not a priority for me right now. You know, I, I don't necessarily have this money right now. I don't want to spend this money on the driving course. And somehow or other, you know, he, he twisted my arm. I think the fact that I would be going with a friend was what convinced me. Is I thought, you know what, it's now or never. If I don't go with my friend, I'm never going to go by myself. And so we started driving lessons together. Awesome. Um, and, and did you have to start from scratch? Yes, we had to start from scratch. So we had to um, do all the theory and do the practice test and get our learner's permit and, and all that. So we were in class with all of the 16-year-olds. <laughs> and how, uh, how, did you feel, how did you feel about that? <laughs> I mean, I guess a little better because my friend was with me. And there were always at least one or two other older people in the class with me. So, but yeah, it was mostly teenagers. (laughs) (laughs) So you, you got your, your learner's permit and then, yeah. Like how long did it take you from there to get your license? And what, what was that like, you know, taking lessons again? It was a roller coaster because soon after we got our learner's permit and began in-car lessons, our school shut down. Oh. And yeah, I, I don't know if it went bankrupt or if it was closed down for improper practices, but apparently this happens so often in Montreal that there's actually like a government office that's set up to meet with students and determine how much of a refund you're going to get from driving schools that have shut down because we had paid (laughs) yeah pretty pretty ridiculous we had paid the full fee for the course because after you get your your learner's permit you pay your balance and then you're good to go for your lessons So we had to go to this office and present proof that we had paid and how many lessons we had done. And by that point, it was almost, I think, like 10 months had passed or so because life had gotten in the way. We hadn't done all the lessons one right after the other. So it was almost a year from when we had first registered. Um, Mm -hmm. And so we went to present our documents and and then we had to find a new driving school so that took a bit of time Mm -hmm. so we went to the second driving school which uh in my lifetime is the third driving school (laughs) I have been (laughs) to and we were able to finish our course at this driving school thankfully it did not get shut down (laughs) okay and were you practicing in between lessons yeah, so so this time around, I did have people in my life who were willing to take me out and uh, let me drive their car. So I had a 
a few friends actually who would allow me to drive their cars when we were together uh, any chance I got and also took me out to help me practice my parallel parking. So I feel mm-hmm. very, very fortunate that uh, I had that support. I don't know if I can give a shout out to them. Can I? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Britt, for taking me to the Home Depot parking lot when I first got my learner's permit and letting me drive around and around in your car. And thank you to Heather, Rawani, and Tina for letting me drive your car and teaching me parallel parking. And also, special shout out to Rawani, who drove me to the driving test and stayed with me, you know, while, while I did the test. So lots of support from my my friends. You have great friends. <laughs> I do. <laughs> friends with cars. It's always a good thing. <laughs> what what was it like taking lessons for a second time? Like were you still anxious? You know, I was in the beginning. Um, and that's why I had Britt take me to the Home Depot parking lot because I had forgotten just even how the car moved. I I wanted to get a sense of the car before I was in the driver's seat for my first driving lesson with the instructor. I didn't Mm want to just start from zero. So I felt a little better when I did finally have my, my first driving lesson and the confidence grew from there. And again, I had another very kind driving instructor who was very patient and Mm -hmm. I think that that is the style that I respond to best. Someone who is quiet and patient and has that confidence in me. And then I start to feel like I have confidence in myself. Mm -hmm. And so how long was it until you took the test? It must have been another year and a bit, actually, when we started at the second school. Because okay. I took the test in April, and we mm-hmm. must have started at, at that school around February or March of the year before. So it was a long process. I don't think it's supposed to take two and a half years, but from when we first started at the first school, yeah, it took a, it took a while. And did Arash, uh, your friend, did he take the test around the same time as you? Yes, I think he took it in June, and he passed. Nice. Did you take the test in Montreal? Oh, I took it at the Henri Bourassa location. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess that counts as Montreal. Yeah, on the yeah. island. On the island, yeah. You know, I know people, they book the test at other locations and they have their reasons for doing that. Like they're less busy or they have some kind of scheme like, okay, there's less traffic. I, I didn't really, I wasn't thinking that far. I was just like, what's the lo- the closest location? Mm-hmm. What was it about driving that made you anxious? I think I've always just had a fear of not knowing what to do in a particular situation or, or doing the wrong thing. I had been in a car accident when I was a child. And I think I was also just afraid of cars you know like they're big and they're dangerous so the idea that I could be the one in control of a car felt overwhelming somehow 
Mm. Now that you have your license, do you feel confident? So as I was doing my driving lessons and surrounded by the support of my friends and, and that patient instructor that I had, the confidence started to come. And I remember by the last couple of lessons, I really felt like, okay, I, I'm doing this. You know, I can do this and I am doing it. And in the driving test, I remember that I did make a couple of small errors. I even made one error that I thought was a big error. But because I was able to recover from that and continue on confidently, that's why I believe the examiner passed me. Because even though I made some small mistakes, I was able to kind of keep going and, and get myself back under control and have that confidence and keep going. Mm-hmm. What, what was the error that you thought was, <laughs> yeah. was big? So I was approaching an intersection and I had a green light, but there were pedestrians crossing uh, and I was making a right turn. Um, and so I was stopped to wait for them. And I was so focused on watching the pedestrians and checking my blind spot that there were no other people coming that I made the turn. And that's when I looked up and noticed that the light had turned red in the meantime. Mm-hmm. And the, instru- the, the examiner said the light is red. And at that point, I, I freaked out. And mm-hmm. I signaled and I pulled over because I was certain, okay, like, we're, we're done now. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was certain it was going to be a repeat of history where the examiner's just like, okay, test is done. We're going back to the center. But we pulled over and uh, she said, you know, you're not supposed to turn red on right on a red light. And I said, yes, I know that I was so focused on watching the people. I wanted to make sure that I was turning safely. And she said, I, I saw that. Okay, let's let's keep going. And mm-hmm. I couldn't believe my ears. And I thought, okay, Rena, just get control of yourself and keep on going. If she says to keep going, to keep going. So uh, yeah, I was just able to refocus and get myself back together after that. Wow, that's great. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> also, it must be like a common mistake for people who don't live in Montreal to be yes. able to turn right on red. That's true too. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of my Toronto brain was activated there, you know, like you can, you can turn right. Okay. <laughs> you check. <laughs> There's no cars coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you driven a lot since? Yeah. So since I got my, my first license, the probationary one, I had rented uh, I was able to rent cars a few times. So when I went traveling to different places, I was actually able to rent a car. And that felt really good. Uh, so I was able to get some driving practice in that way. And then recently, I signed up for Communauto here in Montreal. And that has been fantastic for my confidence, because I'm just able to get in the car and go. So there's a lot less pressure around driving when it becomes so much a part of my life. Like at least once a week, I'll take a communal car and drive somewhere. Well, that's great. (laughs) And um, like, I know some people, including myself, I find, you know, driving on the highway 
scary. How do you feel about that? So the highway still remains uncharted territory. I've, I've been on the highway a few times, uh, mm-hmm. but I can't say that I felt very confident about it. Uh, I was kind of freaking out as I was going onto the on-ramp and uh, Asana can attest to this um, because I drove her somewhere and I purposely planned out a route that would not go on the highway, but somehow I ended up on the highway. I really had to focus. So that's one that I still need more practice on. But, you know, I think that the fear, the real fear comes from the avoidance, right? So I don't want to avoid it. So I I do want to find more opportunities to drive on the highway so that I can give myself that practice. Mm -hmm. Do you plan on going on the highway alone or with someone else that's an experienced driver? Yeah, one of my friends has offered to to take me out uh, to practice on the highway. Um, I also would like to drive to Toronto by myself at some point. This is this is the ultimate goal to work towards the t- Montreal Toronto drive. Yeah, <laughs> it's a long drive, but I like listening to music, and I actually now I enjoy driving. I really enjoy it, so I'm always looking for an opportunity to drive, which is amazing to me because I remember being so scared and nervous as a 16-year-old. And, you know, you really realize that that doesn't have to be that way, you know, that, that you can change and grow and mature and learn to be confident in a situation that frightened you before. Mm-hmm. What do you enjoy most about driving? The freedom, being able to go wherever I want to go, whenever I want to go there. And I really like listening to music and just sort of letting my mind drift off. I, I guess, yeah, just the independence of it, you know. And there's there's mm-hmm. something about, like, finally being in the driver's seat. You know, symbolically, you're the one in control, right? If you're always mm-hmm. in the passenger seat, if you're always being driven around, there, there's always this urge that you have to, you want to break out of that and you want to take your own control back by being in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. Do you think you would eventually buy your own car? I, I think it's not, it's not impossible that I might do that. Yeah, I don't have any immediate plans to do that, but uh, I could see myself having my own car. Uh, it's such an expense. You know, when you've been paying for a monthly bus pass for your entire life, then to go from that that set amount every month to hundreds of dollars more for insurance and gas and maintenance, just it still seems pretty like obscene to me to pay that much money to upkeep a car. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think if I had a reason to, you know, if I had to commute for work, then Obviously, I'd have to uh, adjust my thinking on that one. But as of right now, no, I don't, I don't see myself buying a car. And yeah, it's like you take public transport when you go into work right now. Yeah, I do. Okay. And the odd time that I want to drive home, I'm able to because my work is, is very far from home. So it's convenient to have that option of driving home. And so what advice would you give to someone who's learning to drive and who's 
you know, also a bit anxious about it? Really, really just do it as much as you can, you know, because avoidance is the way that our fear is maintained. And, you know, we, we, we become so afraid that there's like a kind of paralysis that can set in. So if it's, if it's a goal you have in your mind, something you really want to do, just go for it and, and get every opportunity you can. And, you know, hopefully people have good friends like I do, friends with cars uh, that can help them out. And if not, then see how to rent a car, you know, and, and go out on your own uh, if you have your license, I guess, and can drive alone. Rent a car, use every opportunity, get communal tow drive short distances if you're nervous, but just just do it as much as you can. That's good advice. So, you know, another thing, I, I watch YouTube videos. There's lots of great videos on driving techniques, you know, how to parallel park. I've, I've watched that video, I don't know how many times, because I'm, I'm terrible at parallel parking, uh, and I avoid it at all costs. So maybe I need to take my own advice when it comes to the parallel parking because I avoid the parallel parking. But um, there's a, a, lot, a of- lot of people avoid parallel parking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes you can't and you're really stuck. So you got to mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. So there's a lot of really great videos out there. And I've learned a lot, especially about highway driving. Like they teach you the techniques of speeding up on the on-ramp and how to merge which is something I'm still a little nervous about. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, just uh, watching videos and informing myself as much as I can. Have you driven in the snow yet? (gasps) I I think I did during my driving lessons. Yes, but uh, not on my own. No, that's the another another challenge that'll have to come. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, and digging yourself out of the snow. I think that's a rite of passage for every <laughs> Canadian. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Not looking forward to that one, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you have indoor parking, then that would be a lot better. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Oh, another thing. My next goal, actually, I want to learn how to drive manual. Oh. So, yeah. So I'm going to be taking driving lessons probably in the spring to learn how to drive stick shift. And why do you want to drive manual? Uh, well, I, I want to drive in Europe and other countries. And uh, in a lot of places, it's difficult to find an automatic car or it's much more expensive to rent an automatic car. So mm-hmm. I want to be able to drive whatever car is available. Well, speaking of other countries, I have, I guess, a fun question. Mm-hmm. And I ask everyone this question. So, you know, right now, because there's a pandemic, like we can't really drive to other countries. So what would be your dream road trip in Canada? And then like, after the pandemic, you know, what what would be your dream road trip if you could go anywhere in the world? Okay, so my dream road trip in Canada would be to drive through the National Park in Cape Breton. Highlands National Park, I think it's called. Cape Breton is just beautiful. I I went to visit uh, a friend there a few years ago. I was in the passenger seat, so I wasn't able to drive there. But there's all these rolling hills and beautiful scenery. 
and I'd love to be able to drive through there. So that would be my choice for Canada. Anywhere in the world, you know, I've always wanted to visit the southwest of America in the United States, you know, all those national parks and the deserts and um, Arizona and Nevada and just to see those desert landscapes, I think that would be an awesome road trip. Yeah, I would like to go on that road trip also. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, we could tag team. We could tag team it. Take turns driving. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, I guess that's pretty much it. So, thank you, Rana, for coming on the show. I'm really happy you finally got your license and that you feel pretty confident. And it seems like you, you know, you have a strategy to tackle your anxiety about the highway and also like you want to learn stick shift. So that's awesome. It was really great hearing about your story. I hope, uh, I hope people can relate and get inspired to keep moving forward with this goal. Yes, I'm sure they will. Well, that was a very encouraging interview. I think Rena's story is a great example of how having a group of supportive friends can make a huge difference. Learning to drive can seem less daunting if you're taking classes or practicing with a friend. I hope you enjoyed this episode and you can subscribe or follow the show on places like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you in the next episode of the Strive to Drive podcast.